What's going on, internets? We're back. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been a long time. Life has happened during this time. We shouldn't have left you. Yes, and I, I had people asking, when's the next episode? When's the next episode? Without a dope pod to step to. That's right. Step now. To. People step want the Freedom to. Cats. To. We're back. He's Stefan. He's Jody. I'm Chris. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow. We were, uh, yeah, we're back. We were just talking about uh, the new HBO show, The Last of Us. Um, we've talked about, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you've talk, we've talked about zombie apocalypses. Apocalypse? Apocalypse? What's the plural? Plural? I don't know. You'll make up a word for it. For, for the layman, probably apocalypses. Apocalypse. Yeah. But technically, apocalypse. The Latin, if you were to come together. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've talked about where we all end up in the uh, zombie apocalypse. I'm, I, I feel like I'm early statistic. You know, I go out and have like uh, ribs for lunch and catch it. Go home, eat my family. We're all gone. Um, hey, like, know thyself, right? That's just, yeah. That's mm. that's that's probably where I end up. Safe, uh, Stefan. You make it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'd, I'd be like that battery dealer if you got to watch the show. But yeah, yeah you're out there. You're he out finds, there. He finds the way to make commerce work, and then Hunter. I was gonna say, <laughs> Stefan's yeah. entrepreneurial spirit cannot be crushed by the death <laughs> of everyone he loves and knows. You better believe it. Yeah, gotta get how I'm, make those, I'm the make zombie Jeremiah Johnson. So. And, yeah, and then and if you've watched the show, or you know, I mean, it's about it's based on one of the the probably the one of the great video games of all time. Um, the story is older man takes a younger girl across country because this younger girl's special, right? She's got something going on with her that can save the world, and he is uh, he's taking her across country, and that's you to a T, dude. Like I see her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, the world's beating you down, but got one last, got one that's last right. ride. I just got keep going, keep mission. trucking. Yeah. Fight yeah. those zombies to the yeah. end. Yeah. That's me. So, Seven, you, so you, Jody, you have not seen The Last of Us yet. I have first not. two episodes. No, I haven't. Uh, you have, yeah. Stefan. Yeah. And you like, you're, you're liking it so far. Yeah. First episode was solid. Yeah. For sure. You liked The Last of Us, didn't like Shogun Assassin. Same. Story. I have a feeling I'm gonna. Oh, like totally the same story. Hundred percent. She even has a cart. <gasps> what? Yeah. With put, swords. Really weird. Really weird decision by the by the showmakers. But I'm here for it. Uh, he the, pushes her around in a cart with knives that stick out yeah. of the side. The way the zombies catch you is the the super sharp carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Extra sharp. Um, this for is those a, of you who don't know, either go watch Shogun Assassin or listen to the previous episodes. Yeah, I want to say every episode, episode, episode every. nine, episode ten, that's Shogun Assassin. But I you gotta like, start. You gotta start from the start because we're we're keeping things rolling, right, Jeremy? Right. Yeah, continuity, man. Listen, like it's it's not a re it's it's, it's a soft reboot of the show. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Everything so that let's happened, get to- everything that happened still happened. It's still canon. All those conversations are still canon. It's cat canon. Yeah, so we're we're this is a good time to kind of set the audience's expectations, let them know what's been going on. Tell them. And well, I mean, this is a, you know, it's a conversation, right? Yeah. So, we we're mixing some things up, right? We've got some new equipment, right? Yeah. Uh we've got a our home base is kind of bounced around, but I think we found a home. So, we've got uh, a setup and uh we're we're the format 
you know, I think it's going to be a little bit more edgy, a little more topical, right? Edgy and topical. Yeah. We're going to integrate that. Rub we're it still, right on your skin. We're still going to talk about, you know, pop culture movies. Sure. Uh, who knows? We had teased the idea of doing video games, right? I think it'd be fun. Like, I just think it would be fun to open up. We talk about it being a content library, right? Yeah. Now, now it's intentional. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a movie every time. Um, it can be, you know, be, be a book. Now, if you're going to choose a book, I would just challenge you guys to give a brother a little bit of time, right? Oh, Audible is great. Don't ask me to read something in I a week. I got yeah. to sound out those words. I got to. Yeah, maybe maybe no Dostoevsky or Solzhenitsyn or something like that out of the gate, right? We Not gotta, out of we the gotta, gate. We got to ease no. into that gentle. I need something easy like a Steinbeck or a Hemingway. There you go, yeah. Know, American. Yeah, yeah. A little Grapes of Wrath or, you know. Holden Caulfield on his, you know, age journey. See, that's a book that doesn't age well. It does not. No. Like right. if you're like 12, 13 or something, yeah, Catcher in the Rye, man. But then you read it later in life. And well, just, and then you watch the uh, Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts movie where, you know, he's got a, every time he sees a Catcher in the Rye book, you know. Is that a conspiracy theory reference? That was. Well wow. done, sir. Well done. Conspiracy theory. Julia Roberts, Mel Yeah, before Mel, man. Before he went crazy. Oh, Mel. Yeah. Why? Why, Mel? Yeah. You know. Does he have a new movie out? He probably has had like 15 new movies. Right. Out, but I don't want, I don't know. I mean, they're all like, well, he's got one where he's like a talker. I saw an extended clip of one that's a recent one. Maybe it's one you're talking about where he's like a call-in radio guy. So do you think and him and Kanye kind of hooked up after Kanye went a little crazy? Maybe. You know, because they're like, well, yeah, let's talk about the Jews. You know, they had their little unite, <laughs> right? Yeah. By our powers combined. <laughs> but like, they both like, like, well, like, because, but like, Gibson like leaned heavy. I mean, Gibson. I mean, he did Passion of the Christ. Yep. Which they're making a sequel of. <laughs> well, here's the thing: Jesus comes back, and this well, time yeah, he's and they're serious. Doing the most, they're doing the most tired thing ever, right? I mean, because they kill him off in the first one. In case yeah. you hadn't seen it, yeah. They kill him off. We're all waiting for the sequel. Right. So now they're going to do a, it made a boatload of money. So they're going to make a sequel. Guarantee they're going to bring him back to life. Like they always do in these movies. Like you can't just leave a guy dead. And I hope they tell it. Right. I hope they tell it perfectly for when he actually comes back. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just becomes a doctor. Now it comes like a real life. Jesus in real life. Such a tired thing. Like we we kill off a character and he's got seven roommates. Let's see what happens. He comes back. He's like, Hey Earl, you want some wine? Do water, wine, boom. It's a party. <laughs> Seems right. Seems right. Yeah. So yeah, we're back, man. We're opening up here in 2023. Got a lot yeah. of things happening locally that we'll talk about. Got, yeah. a big, about, got a big citywide election. Yeah. You know, people are going to be looking for that Freedom Cats bump at the polls. Yeah. Bo Shizzle, Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire going at it. That's for everybody, <laughs> you know, because you know everybody immediately relates to that reference. No, I mean, and I yeah, know I of Stephen Crowder. Yeah. I know of the Daily Wire. I didn't know that they were. I did that on purpose because more, I didn't know they were because of my my conspiracy theory bent. Right, okay. Me being a bit of a conspiracy theory theorist. You, you think know. that there's a th there's a conspiracy there? No, no, no. It's just those my my group tends to rally around the Stephen Crowders, Alex Joneses of the world. So okay, I was talking. Is to Crowder guy. on an Alex Jones level? He's he's like uh, he's like the in between. He's like you know you've got like the conservative Kool Aid group, right? That's your Tucker Carlson, your Blaze, your Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire group. 
And then you got your Alex Jones, which is no Kool-Aid. You know, it's just straight to just hard- straight LSD. Yeah, just straight acid mushrooms, <laughs> that concoction, right? Well, he's somewhere in the middle. He's drinking like, he's microdosing mushrooms while he's drinking some Kool-Aid. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, he's pretty hilarious too. Yeah. You know, people are hitting, what, what is that? DMT, is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. People are like hitting those on vapes now. Okay. okay. You know, that's a naturally occurring thing in your body, right? No. I'm not judging anybody. I'm yeah. just saying, imagine though, because as I understand it, you can go on quite a ride with the DMT. It's the uh, the death chemical, right? Your brain releases it when you die or as you die. You That's why you see like the light and everything. All I know is that your body naturally releases it. Mm-hmm. I, other than that, you're it's way outside my wheelhouse. I understand it's quite a journey if okay. you, if you right. partake of the DMT. And I just think in like a little vape pen thing, like... Hey, I'm gonna go to Walmart and trip balls. Like, That's right. I mean, you just walk around like seeing light tunnels about, everywhere. It's like you're going to get your Cheerios. It's like, God, is that you? Yeah, there's right. something dangerous. Welcome to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> there is something dangerous, and I'm, I mean, listen, I'm not a prude, but I do think there's something dangerous about like the all day accessibility of these drugs. Okay, I think that people that choose to uh, partake are are understanding of. The experience. That's adorable. I'm just saying. That's sweet. That well, is, sweet. So, that is like, the sweetest thing I've ever heard. This I mean, is, some people, sure, but the, like the vast, the rest of us that live in the middle of the bell curve. like So you've got a couple of things to keep in mind. Like it, the people who are probably doing that aren't taking massive amounts. So they're, they're microdosing. They're just taking little tiny bits. It's like, it's, it's the equivalent of drinking a glass of wine versus two bottles of wine. Right. So, Okay. They're just, they're getting a tiny little effect. They're not getting the, you know, talking to God. Yeah, I actually experience. just watched a series not long ago on Netflix. Uh, a guy who's written books about uh, psychedelics for 30 years. Okay. Um, and there's like five episodes. Yeah. Uh, one on each of the different types of psychedelics from the LSD to peyote to uh, shrooms, ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah all yeah. that stuff. Um, and... It's it's interesting what they're doing on the medical side. When you talk about microdosing, uh, more and more people are are doing that microdosing, and and it's taking the place of a lot of uh, antidepressants and things like that. Okay. Um. So it, it's an interesting series. And, I, and again, I know very, I know, I know little to nothing about it. I just heard, had heard something about those are available in those little vape pens now. Mm-hmm. And I think about the 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 the. THC ones that are everywhere now, mm-hmm. everywhere. Even here, we're at a place where it's allegedly illegal. I mean, they have like the Delta stuff. So, which, do you think people like? Is it common enough that when you say THC, do you think most of the audience knows that that's the weed? Act, yeah, that's the active weed. chemical. Weed pens. They're selling. Yeah. The, yeah, they're yeah, selling. Would, they sell the weed pens everywhere. I don't know. You I know, mean, I don't know how familiar people get with what's going on as far as like the these drugs, right? So people are high all the time now. Yeah. People are high all the time now. And like the, the, the vape it's, pen versus the... We're living in the brave new world, man. This is... We are in the brave new world. Yeah. That's what it is. People don't want to feel feelings or their feelings, and they live better through chemistry. Well, so. I think we feel too much now. Is that what you think? I do. I think so. Because we feel more now than people used to. The reason why I say that is this. Like, I'm... Uh, there's a name for this. I don't remember what it is, but it's like I... I think something and that makes me feel something and I act something and I act a certain way and that makes me think and then I feel and I act, right? It sounds like a therapist thing. Like they give you the, 
and you got to go through. And yeah, I, fill I, in I the heard dots. it in therapy. I went yeah. through some shit. I needed, I needed, a, yeah. I needed a voice in the light. Okay, you well, know, that makes sense. Get the barrel out of my mouth, kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. good. So. I think something and that makes me feel like I'm thinking about yeah. something and that yeah, makes me yeah, have yeah. an emotion and then my emotions make me act a certain way. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking about somebody talking shit and then I'm feeling a certain way about it and I'm feeling a certain way about it. And then I snap at my kid. Right. I'm not snapping at my kid for anything. My kid did. It's I'm snapping at my kid because I'm thinking about some yeah. nonsense that happened on social media. So that's where I'm getting back to it, where it's like you're constantly fed thoughts ideas opinions as, as you scroll do you think you that choose to do you scroll. think that's and that makes you feel more and that makes you oh i got you i see what you're saying mm. you you're, know you're I, engaged in an emotional level constantly con continuously that you hadn't had previously right which that's an interesting idea because i i would almost think that there would be feeling fatigue right like i've almost got compassion fatigue right you've got to be so worried about things all the time as far as like you know you got, you got to be tolerant of this. You got to be accepting of that. It's like, I, I've got too many other things to functionally worry about during my day than right. to worry about these new things. Right. I've got compassion fatigue. It's like, yeah. I just don't, I can't go to the well anymore to be worried about these new things that society says I have to be worried about. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe that's part of that whole thing, but I go the other direction. I don't get more emotional. I get less emotional. I get less, like, I just don't have. Well, maybe you get numb. I get numb. Yeah, yeah I get numb. Well, maybe I'm in an earlier stage of it, right? I haven't burnt out yet. Well, I think that. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Older generations. Or maybe had, you got, you're more resilient, probably. Emotional. They had more to worry about. Like real shit to worry about. You know, the greatest generation and going through the depression and, and you're worried about just putting food on the table. Um, you know, you're, you're doing all these things like canning. You're doing everything you can just to make life work. My grandmother washed paper plates. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. I mean, people don't know how to suffer anymore. They don't know what real problems are. So it's kind of like they're inventing or reprioritizing things that previously weren't considered problems because there's just too many other real problems. Like dying of starvation was a pretty big deal not too long ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that priorities so have maybe, been lost to some degree. Maybe people now are microdosing problems. Oh, Ooh. look at this guy. Yeah. Oh See what I'm saying? Maybe, so like maybe Chris is microdosing something. I don't know. He's getting uh, a little out there. Hey, <laughs> new world. Hey. No, but you know, right. You know, cause you're a thousand percent right. There was bigger, there was bigger shit to deal with. Yeah. Um, however you look at it and it's like it, those things happened in, it wasn't constant misery all the time. Right. Like you lived your life and then some, the, something happened, mm -hmm. you know, and it was like a, You'd have one mate. You might have one major trauma in your life, maybe a two. You know, I think you have all these mini traumas all the time now, and you hear about other people's little traumas, and everyone shares everything, everything that's going on, and all their traumas and all yeah. their problems. And if you're yeah. empathetic, like you feel like for them, you know, and then you know, and it just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. I think eventually, yeah, you burn out and you you become a husk, right? And you're just like. I, I don't care. I can't care anymore. Or, or you've become detached enough where you you have to like pull care out of you, right? You got to like dig in and find that little piece of empathy left in your heart. Yeah. No. No. You don't. No. No yeah. empathy. None. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I I can relate to it. Like the old Jody could relate to that. The old one, the old one, <laughs> not the shell of the Jody <laughs> sitting here before you today. But he's gone now. <laughs> Speaking of zombies. Yeah. Yes. 
Emotional zombies. Emotional zombies. Emotional zombies. Yeah. So how do we fix it? New mayor. New Whoa. Whoa. Hard segue. You <laughs> <I> got whiplash. <laughs> um, well, we got. That's what I do. We're going to get one yeah. here in Warsaw. Yeah. Uh, Are we? Mayor Joe Mayor is, Joe is retiring, retiring from he's, public he's, service. He's stepped okay, away. But what 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 do we think the change is going to be? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. It's a new new you know like remember, new sheriff, new mayor. I used to watch okay. uh, soaps with my grandma, mm-hmm. and they would recast somebody, but it was the same kid. The part of Don Juan is now being played by Stephen King. So are you trying to say like the part of mm-hmm. Warsaw yeah, Mayor right. is now being played by Jeff Gross, but same old dude, just different face. I don't. The problem is, you guys are like I. I'm going to come to this less informed than you are. Well, here's so the it's thing more with Jeff of a, it's a question. No, but it's here's the thing with Jeff Gross. You are just as informed as everyone else right now, basically, or at least in terms of how people feel. So he's a he's a, a veteran, right? He's been around for a couple decades. He's been on the Warsaw City Council for 24 years. Like him and the treasurer are kind of, you know, a stable. They've been there a long time. Yeah. Jeff Gross is a local staple of the community, I guess you'd say. Uh, uh, We live in an area of the country where high school basketball matters a great deal. Maybe it used to matter more than it does now. Um, Our hometown won the state title in 1984. Jeff Gross was on that team. Basketball guy, that's right, yeah. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, why does that matter? Brother, it does. Let me tell you. Like a local celebrity. Yeah. Like, well, in it, a town with a lot of local. Okay, so with, here's. With it in a town, and I would say this town has more local celebrities than other towns its size. Yeah, go to the Outdoors Club. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, no, I mean, like, uh, yeah. how many towns this size had a bachelor? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Many, I actually had him on the other podcast. How many towns yeah. this size have a fall? And festival? I didn't realize he was the bachelor when <laughs> I had him on the podcast. <laughs> None, including us. I actually had him on for the coffee thing he was doing, Generous Coffee. Okay. We had this whole great conversation, Ryan, him, and Ben. Ryan, me, and Ben. Yeah. And we're talking about Generous Coffee. We're talking about his iHeartRadio stuff. And we get done. And then he's like, yeah, I wrote this book. And I was like, oh, I gotta get a copy of that book. And he's like, yeah, it's after The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, you were on The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, because I actually knew his dad, right? His dad worked at Zimmer. Cool. So I was like, I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, Hi, no. name sounds familiar. Sure. You know, so yeah. I just know his dad, I guess. Um, local celebrity. Local right? celebrity. Just add that into the mix. NBA player Rick Fox played basketball here. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Shaq uh, HBO series? No, Rick Fox is actually on it. That's is why it? that brought to mind. Um. So yeah, Jeff Gross, local celebrity, uh, won a state title with uh Steve Holler, who another local celebrity was in a little movie called Hoosiers. Mm. Telling you, this town, man. Anyway, great dude, great dentist, super great dude, super great dentist. I'm actually missing my dentist appointment with him right now to be here with you fellas. Oh, oh man, okay. I feel sorry for your teeth. You should. Yeah. It's not a happy place in there. <laughs> they're not well. They're not well taken care of. Um, what? Okay. So on social media, anytime something comes up about city of Warsaw, everybody's always trashing mayor. Okay. The question I have is, as as a candidate, what do people want to see different? Like, yeah, I don't, right. I don't. I don't really. I don't know what needs to be done differently. I don't. I. 
everybody just likes to complain about it. Okay, well, you're a business owner in the city of Warsaw. Are you happy? No. Okay. What? What? Why? What about? What? What makes you unhappy? Mm, the was a, that was a quick no. I mean, you were the promise of development. You had a no in the barrel, ready to go. So why? The promise of development is I, I probably in, the biggest thing, but he's not the only only factor in that. That's the thing. It's like it's got to be multiple parties coming together to get this stuff done. Okay. And the problem is that the multiple parties often are more interested in getting their memberships than they are in actually moving things forward. So those, who are those other parties? Um, you're talking about all the different like development, the Main Street Warsaw, the, the Main- Chamber, the city, the Kedco, all, all those different yeah, ones. Like get, get together and get stuff done. I mean, the place across the street here, a great example. It's been almost a year that it's been help people in out. development we're in downtown warsaw okay, so in Horpilar. What, the old what's owens. the place across the, old, the street the old owens okay so owens was a grocery store that nobody liked until it closed yep like every other like venue. every other business in this town right and it got tore down um it's uh in development right now for apartments um supposed to be something like 150 units or something like that which we desperately need and it is uh kind of stalled on the vine at this point um whether it's uh, developers not wanting to pick up the uh, the cost of it, or not making their margins, or I think I think this town people run, dropping the ball. This town is running into an issue. Here's what I see: I see um, a a whole group, a whole part of the population that is very happy with what had happened over the last forty years, up until ten years ago. Okay. So they were happy with the orthopedic thing. They were happy with how we were dealing with the lakes. They were happy with all of that. Everybody's very comfortable because things were in the upswing. The landscape has shifted. Things have changed, but you still have that group that's completely content because they've made their money. They're, you know, in that phase of life where they are comfortable with the leadership, the way it is, the way the town is. They don't really need to see much change because it's, you know, it is what they've grown up with. But then you've got, the surrounding areas that are being reinvested, reinvigorated, uh, and they're getting more attention. They're getting more dollars and grants. Mm-hmm. Um, they're drawing businesses away from our area because those revitalized areas are more attractive for businesses. And the cascading effects of all of that are going to impact us in five years. So it's like, do we need, can, is there enough people who can see that change and see that we need to be competitive? We need to revitalize. We need to have somebody in a leadership position who can define that vision and bring these parties together mm-hmm. so that we have a, we can build a plan for how we, in what order we prioritize the investment strategy and what that larger picture looks like. What are we trying to be? So I, I think that conversation is going, like who we decide to elect is going to determine or is going to be determined by those two groups. The group that wants a revitalized in the new uh, Costco County and a group that doesn't. They want to have the status quo. Yeah. No, that's an interesting point. I feel like, so this was a community you had to move to to work in an industry that you wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, this is the orthopedic capital of the world. Um, doesn't feel like that when you drive down Center Street. Right? No, for sure not. You drive down center street this does not feel like the orthopedic capital of the world this does not feel like a community that was overly 
influenced by these major industries that were cradled and born here. Okay, so for the audience, yeah. they, we need to just set some context and some some understanding with about what that means, right? There's three major industries, three pillars of industry in this county. There's orthopedics, agriculture, and water. Okay, those are the three pillars. When people say we're the orthopedic capital of the world, it's just a it's a nomaker, right? It's actually where it was established on large joints. It was established on hips and knees. And this is when investing in metals and plastics, the implants, uh, warranted new innovation dollars, new development of new products. Um, but now those things are commodities. So we just have to be able to set that context because as we start to look at the new investment where the investment dollars are going now in medical devices, it's less on the actual product and more on ancillary stuff like robotics and data and all this other stuff. So when we say we're the orthopedic capital of the world, we have to be very careful because that's a pretty grandiose claim when you're talking about hips and knee metal and plastic. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, as far as like you talk about center street, I, I'm not from around the area originally, so you guys could fill me in a little bit better, but I feel like a good portion of what was, you know, developed as, you know, we're the orthopedic capital of the world went to Winona Lake for some reason. Well, the, that what reason being is, you know, the guy you're talking about housing and then like the, where the investment dollars from Dane. Dane Miller. I mean, yeah. that was that was that was a singular entity yeah. who revitalized that entire area. And okay. again, this predates me as well. So Dane Miller was the owner, founder, and creator of Biomet, which then turned spawned, and then some of those guys left Biomet and went to, and created Zimmer. No, 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 it was opposite. Oops, so other way. So sorry. So yeah, the Justin Zimmer left Depew, started Zimmer. I think Dane was also at Depew and and started Depew. Okay, or started Biomet. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a singular guy who said I'm going to leverage dollars and to revitalize this area. Mm -hmm. and, and those guys were here. They're from here. They were invested in this area. That is no longer the case. That's because, no longer the case. Again, we saw we see we've seen this very big shift in you don't have to live in the community of the company that you work for. Yeah. You can work for Zimmer Biomed and live in Minneapolis in your home office. Well, they've or, got, yeah, they got plants up there. Okay, bad example. All right, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can, I mean, you could live in Homer, Alaska and work for Zimmer Biomet remotely. You can choose to live where you want and work for companies around the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a fundamental shift for a community like this, right? Because the fundamental shift was, well, the, 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 the approach, whether it was conscious or subconscious, was, well, you have to live here anyway. We'll try to make it as nice as we can. You know, we'll do some stuff. But it's we it's more important that we keep the company that you work for happy than it is to make you happy, the individual. Because mm -hmm. if we don't keep the company you work for happy, they'll leave and you'll be gone anyway. So why worry about quality of life for you, the individual? We need to focus on making sure the company's happy. And how do you make sure how in a the addled brain of a public servant. How do you keep companies happy? Tax abatements. Tax abatements. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, we, we go back to the development thing. When I talk about Winona Lake, you talk about the North Buffalo project. <laughs> what a joke that is. Well, did you see that South Bend just sued that developer for $7.2 million and for we, not doing his job? And we should be next. Yeah. We should be next. Yeah. It was a, 
it's a fiasco over there. Yeah. There's a so this community, just like a lot of other places, has a housing shortage, and the answer was to b- create this sort of I don't even know mixed use neighborhood where mm-hmm. there's townhouses and there might be like a little deli and a little you know uh, in the air in this little thing. It sounds fine. It sounds nice, right? Yeah. yeah. But again, there's a disconnect, and there has been a disconnect between what is people want versus what we're offering them, right? Somebody, I'm sorry, but no one who has five hundred thousand plus to spend on their home wants to live behind the bail bonds building on Center Lake in Warsaw. There you Indiana. go. Yeah, that's absolutely. exactly right. So this is this is and where, that's the disconnect. Yeah, They're those like, are oh, marketed. Completely. That's exactly right. We, yeah, we've got this. We're going to do this. It's a thing. cart before the horse thing, right? So it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna have the, that level of housing, you have to have it. You ha- the area already has to be developed in a w- uh, way where that real estate is prime real estate. You can't just put the housing there and expect it. Oh, turn yeah. it into prime because, real estate. Because, right. I made, because I priced it at $500,000. The per, comps are going to be, yeah, no, right. no, all that's of a sudden, not how it works. Exactly, exactly. Not how it yeah. works. And you get, like, and you see, and that's part of the legacy of our, of the mayor who's leaving. That was his, that's him and that city council. And so there's this idea that we have, we have these big looming issues coming right we've got these things happening accounting problems are going to manifest and we just have to recognize that we need a strong leader to say okay i can see the landscape i can see what's coming we are going to use this play we're going to use this strategic method in order to be competitive in indiana right and amongst our surrounding counties to draw businesses and people to us versus having them bleed to the other direction and we don't have that what we have is Tax abatements, right? And the problem is you're competing against global accounting, right? If it is cheaper to make a femoral implant in Ireland and you're getting tax, you're getting tax advantages to make it in Ireland, I don't care what kind of tax abatements you're getting here. Right. It's going to Ireland. Well, and I, I don't think I'm, the last uh, the last thing that I had personally poured beer at for one of the uh, community uh, organizations, I don't think anything's going to change until one of those companies says peace see you later because here's what i overheard in a conversation oh you know people are talking about the orthopedics leaving but there's so much like support business around here and and they're not they're not 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 gonna go anywhere and i'm like tell that to the entire state of michigan exactly there you go that's right how do you just assume that that's going to be the case because that's detroit thinking right there that's a thousand percent detroit thinking gary didn't see it marion didn't see it like all of these things what exactly do they think is so special that's is my curiosity that's what i want so i've had this conversation multiple times in the not too distant past and that people are confusing the level of investment of the companies when they were owned and run by the people who were from here yeah, versus just a generic international global Publicly corporation. Publicly traded yeah. company. Yeah. And you do not have, the, there's right. the, the people, and it sounds horrible, right? And it, but it's a reality. No. Your number, right? Everybody, everybody in this business, in those businesses is a number, right? It's an accounting number. You cost this much. And yep. if it's cheaper, 
they're going to go someplace else. There's no emotional investment in the people. Oh, no. The way of life here is a stock price drop and a board vote away 100%. from being over. Yeah. Over. 100%. And, and if you don't realize that, if you're one of these folks who says, oh, they'll never leave. There's too much support here. God help us if you're in a leadership position. I think that's the problem. Because and that's that's a terrifying way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. There that's, are That's the problem. There are airplanes at our airport here that are worth just as much as the capital investment in this company. And those airplanes just sit there in case somebody needs a ride. Mm -hmm. That's the level of care that we're talking about. That's the, that's how, I mean, Jody, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's, a, it's simple accounting. Yeah. They don't care and they shouldn't. No, no. Why would they? Right. Why would they? They're not from here. Yeah. They're not having investment here. Yeah. The, the people running it. I mean, obviously, the people who live here are hugely invested. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. But the they people want to who see the, are... They want to see their businesses be competitive. They want to be, they want to be as efficient as possible. They want everything to be to function as well as they can make it function. Everybody here is invested in the success of the businesses here. Yeah. Okay. That should be clearly stated. But the reality is these decisions are outside of their control. Yeah. So... So Gross, I mean, obviously, I mean, we talked about high, his high school exploits. He was Mr. Basketball in 1985. Again, around here, that's kind of when it comes to being electable, that kind of stuff matters. Um, city council for 24 years. He's been teaching high school government for the last 30. Um, so I guess the question so is, if he's been on the council for 24 years, how does he move things forward? He's been part of the status quo for 24 years. Sure. No, there. listen, there is a... There, there is that there is an old school way of thinking around here of like, well, it's just it's Jeff's turn. Yeah. You know, it's Jeff's turn. Um, and the the things I just listed for you are enough to keep anybody from running against him. Except for Chris Black. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Chris. Is this it? Now's the time. This is not it. Oh, this is not it. This is not it. Come on. This is not I mean, uh, in um, your mind, if you're running a mayor race for someone. Yeah. How do you, how do you present this information that we're talking about? You know, development's not happening the way they should. The idea that these companies can leave if they choose based on numbers. How do you integrate something? Cause I, I said earlier, I don't think until one of them does that it doesn't remain status quo. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like the old sales thing. Like, you have to get people to realize there's a problem first and then come up with a way to solve a problem. Right. Like, how do you get people to realize you that? You don't, unfortunately. I yeah. mean, I mean, think about it on the national level, right? Jimmy Carter, right? Jimmy Carter spent his time in office four years telling America everything that was wrong. And he wasn't wrong about the things he was saying, but he was, be he was, the, he was the tough dad. Right. He's like, listen, inflation, you got to stop driving your car. You got to stop doing stuff. We got to calm down, you know, all this stuff. And then Reagan comes around. He says, man, he is such a bummer, right? It's morning in America. Things are great. What is this guy? What is this guy talking about? Let's elect me and let's bring it back. Let's make America great again. Yeah. And they loved it. Like he destroyed. He got. What, I think he got all 50 states or got close to it. Uh, he didn't get uh, – no, no, uh, he didn't get uh, Minnesota. He got 49 states. He even got Georgia, where Carter was from? Yeah, he got 49 <laughs> states. They loved him. So, yeah, it, 
you want to be the guy who goes out there and campaigns on here's everything that's wrong and we got to fix this as right as you as yeah. as correct as you here's, are here's the problem and this has been the problem forever and it will probably like you're saying continue to be the problem you know those cartoons where the they're in a canoe right and they're going down the river and they don't realize they're falling off the waterfall until the canoe's like halfway off the mm -hmm. water that's mm -hmm. us yeah people won't change the direction they're paddling until the canoe is halfway off the waterfall mm -hmm. versus when you're way up the river and you're like oh yeah we'll just pull over we don't have to we, we don't have to we go avoid this. all of this <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i mean listen people are gonna people are going to continue to so, serve their own self-interests 100 even if they're in leadership positions like mm -hmm. look at you want to talk about housing right look at that uh that gateway housing edition you know the it used to be the uh, the pregnant school Right, if you were pregnant, you went to Gateway or something like that. So yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It right over here, right. Hilarious. Yeah, 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 right over here. And they built, yeah. yeah. So the uh, the city sold that to Carrie Groninger, the local developer and county council mm -hmm. for 110 thousand dollars. Wow, the yeah. whole thing, the whole tract of Jeez, land for 110 thousand dollars. It's a good deal. Huge tracts of land. The <laughs> the uh, the cheapest home. In that subdivision, three hundred thousand dollars, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, on a piece of land that they got for one ten. Jeez. And that's the stuff that's going on, man. That's the stuff that happens. That's part of the problem here in town. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Those are city houses. Those are those are city houses. It's People. all about you know, good old boy, like who you know. Right. I so, mean, and then, yeah, this is true. This is a true statement. This is a reality, up. though, of towns. Right. Oh, towns, yeah, for sure. Counties, states, countries. Yeah. The world. I mean, it is what it is. I it mean, would be nice if we could all be part of the boys club. Right. It's good when you're a part of the boys club. Right. It's only a boys club when you're on the outside of it. Yeah. Right. You know, when you're inside, it's good business. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, it's good business. I'm it's a good, good businessman. Yeah, it's I good chuckle business. <laughs> because uh, we were talking about the developments here in town and whatnot. And uh, I drive, you know, up 15 north uh for back home from here all the time and there's about 40 townhomes going in just behind tcu on the north side yep you know i'm happy about it because it's about a mile from the other place but i look at that and those just started development like they broke ground in august september they're almost done yeah and then i look over across the street and it's coming up on a year where it's just and sitting empty. They, yeah. they just have, and then only one of those units has water over here. Yeah. On North Buffalo. The other two can't even get water to them. That's ironic, right? Right. It. It's on a <laughs> lake. Just grab a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you got water. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know, man. I mean, so the, as it stands right now, uh, Gross has announced. No one else has announced they're running against them. No, man. I'm just Jody's saying, looking, I'm at, just, me. Just saying, Jody's looking at me like, hey, man, it's your time. That's a freight train, bro. I feel like it's a disservice not to have someone run against. When when we are now, if it was Mayor Joe running again and he chose to run as well, cool. But when it's a coronation, time, not an election. Yeah, when it's a, there's a time of change, you know, God save the queen or whatever. It's you got to have somebody else yeah. involved there. And, you know, realistically, I think that somebody coming out of one of the orthopedics to be mayor may be something that that uh, would be a good opposition runner. 
somebody that has the background that, you know, everybody, ooh, orthopedics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody with that clout yeah. um, would be would be a potential. Tell so, you what, I, I got your back. You run. You, okay. I, I run. Yeah, I'll okay. put together a vision. I mean, I've already got the vision for you, buddy. Okay, so I just get up there and You just get up, talk. you're the face. You're the, just the, and yeah. look at this face. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. yeah. It's I in mean, the bank. It's in the bank. Okay. Hey, be careful. I think Jody might have you going full Herschel Walker up there. <laughs> <laughs> so they are vampires, right? And there are there are there are wolves and the vampire babies. I don't want to. Where do we land babies. on that? Vampires versus werewolves. Where do we land? Yeah, as a, as a freedom cats, are we vampires or are we werewolves on this on that argument? Uh, I don't I don't know if we do we have to pick a side. Yeah, I'd like it's us kind to of make, like a I'd divorce. Like us, you got to pick. A side. I'd like <laughs> us to take. A, I'd like us to take a stand on this on this issue. Well, then I'm vampire. Vampire. Yeah, I think I am too. Yeah, I think vampire is superior. Yeah, way more, way better vampire movies than werewolf movies. Yeah, I mean the underworld. Sure. Silver Bullet was good. Underworld gave the vampires probably the cleanest and fairest shot at. Don't you think? Underworld. Like, yeah, I say like the. Vampire movies and Underworld is where you went. I mean, yeah, well, I'm just saying they gave the werewolves the best because the whole Lycan storyline okay. was a better storyline. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. That whole film series is based on vampires versus werewolves. Yeah, I mean, Twilight. Come on. No, I knew Stop. somebody was gonna <laughs> yeah. stop. That's a yeah. That that went away. That was hot. I yeah, mean, it's like yeah, angsty teenager glares. Sure. That whole movie is angsty teen teenagers. Um. So the mayor. Sorry, no. I I was just having a little flashback. I remembered that like I used to go to the movies for my birthday, and damn it, a Twilight movie released on my birthday. Every time they released a Twilight movie, it was on my birthday. (laughs) So that ruined that for me. I was like, I don't want to go to a movie on my birthday anymore. That's funny. So the mayor. The mayor. So it sounds like we're there's no choice right now. Status quo is. On the docket. Well, and if you're, I mean, if you're cynical like me, you'll say as long as there's not another Republican opponent, there's no choice. I mean, we'll get the Libertarian, we'll get the Democrat, they'll show out. Um, but they won't get elected. But they won't get elected. I mean, yeah. although a city election is there is the best shot for one of those for one of those two mm-hmm. parties. They've been focusing on county elections, I think, to the to the to their own detriment. Like the math just doesn't work. Um, so if we were gonna, if we were going to try to to help nudge or provide some freedom cats advice to Gross, how would we help? What 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 would we I tell him? Hey, focus on these three things. I would say um, a concerted effort at quality of life over the tax abatement. Mm-hmm argument um and with that comes i think we need to diversify our industries more we have a lot of whales that maybe look like they're heading towards southern waters um and we need to replenish right we need to so we need to be open to new industries open to new development um and i mean the tough part like for someone like that who spent quarter of a century on that council you know he needs to look at this as a fresh start that this does not have to be continuity of government 
from the last 25 years to today. Like he's, you're the mayor. It's a, it's a new ball. So how do we, how do we paint the picture of, Hey, there's a waterfall coming. It's better to invest a little bit right now to get us in the position to, to, um, to withstand the tumult when major change comes. Oh, what do you think? Talk about Penguin Points Burgers and how he's going to change everything back. You talking about the Smash Burger? <laughs> what is that? Okay. You know what, though? Okay. That is a platform everyone no, will let me, get behind. Let's talk about the Penguin Point. I'm going to switch gears real quick. The Penguin Point thing, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, okay, our bad. We tried a bunch of new stuff. You didn't like it. We're going back to all the stuff that we used to do. But like the worst kept secret around here is that Penguin Point's done. Like yeah. paperwork's I mean, it's just a matter of like yeah, it's right. done. The it's all it's like it's the worst so I'm not real sure what like this last gasp of scrambling. Yeah. I mean they just made an investment a couple years ago, so I mean unless if they got real estate along with it, it was goodbye at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real estate has appreciated significantly since before the pandemic. Sure. Um but uh, outside of that, I mean, there's not much there. You're in that industry. How you yeah. doing? It's rough right now. Yeah. In all reality. Yeah. It's uh, everybody doesn't like to say the R word, but the R word is a real thing. The recession. And um, I now, mean, think. I mean, when my when my hundred and fifty dollar grocery order is now three twenty five and I didn't change anything. Yeah. yeah. Eating out becomes a harder a harder yeah. thing to consider. And you're seeing it all across. I mean, who would have guessed that Stacy's of all places would end up closing up? Up in up in Leesburg. They're a staple. They're yeah, fifty right. years. Like uh, so in the in the service industry right now, it's a struggle. Um, you know, when it comes right down to it, the our costs have gone up and that that's what a lot of people don't understand or realize about restaurants. They're all like hunting for the lowest price and things like that, is that you know, you talk about your $150 grocery bill. We buy the same things. We pay the same thing that you sure. do. No, uh, it's an important point that you're right. I don't consider it. Like, I don't think about the fact that all of your costs go up. I just think, I just recognize that like my $650, my 600, my $6.50 plate is now $9.95. Right, right. Um, not that you, I'm not referring to anything you no, do, no, no. but. When across the board, um, a lot of people don't realize, and this is something that, that I think is important to understand is that, what you, what a person pays at the grocery is the exact same thing that people in the service industry pay for those same things. Yeah. Um, so when it comes right down to it, you know, when, what has really been the problem, I think, I don't know if we talked about it before is that when the pandemic hit, um, so many restaurants ended up in issues because they couldn't sell the volume that they were selling o- over the last 25 years, restaurants have become, a, I have regulars, they come in every day for my specials, and that's how they make their, their nut. You know, they're selling cheeseburgers for just above cost. And without that, they're not able to make ends meet. That's why we had that, you know, rush of places that closed up during right. the pandemic. And the, the industry changed from what it used to be. It used to be, Friday night, the family's going out, we're getting treated to something, and that's how it is. It's turned into we feed you every day type of thing. And like I think the price of a cheeseburger up until you know this last year hadn't gone up in a restaurant for 
almost 25 years. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so everybody as restaurant owners were basically slowly slitting their own throat because they weren't keeping up with inflation at the time. Back up real quick. So the paradigm used to be I'd just come in on Friday night and eat. Now it's every day. For a lot of families. I mean, now, now it's every day, and that's a, that's, a, that's a strain? Well, no, here's what I'm saying is that, it, like, in the 80s, I remember my family, we used to go to Shakey's. Sizzler, but yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it was like a once-a-week treat. We'd eat at home the rest of the week. We'd go out, play some video games, you know, have the, the, the uh, Hoosier fries and the pizza and all that type of stuff. It was a great thing. And what it, the industry has morphed into is not catering to that, instead trying to create customers that will come in every single okay. day for a meal. It. I got you. Okay. And that's why they're you know, largely trying to, over the last 25 years, hold the line as far as what the price of something is. Um, you know, When a person can't make a cheeseburger at home for the price that these restaurants are selling it for, that's a problem for the restaurant. Yeah. That's a problem in the marketing. That's a problem in the design and the concept of the business model. And so that that has been really tough for a lot of restaurants as well, is that they're, they've been trying to hold this line for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So there, <clears throat> the reality is that if we're looking at the buying power of the dollar, you may not want to accept it, but the buying power of the dollar is not what it was. It's inflation has been a problem for uh, a couple, maybe a few years, uh, but people have just been trying to push it off and say, "Ah, eh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not." Yeah, but it is. Yeah, right. So it's going to continue. Yeah. Um, and you know, look. <laughs> You can look at the landscape however you want to look at it. The reality is that inflation is occurring. Oh, it's occur. I mean, and we're in it. We're in a situation where we are not, as a country. This is. I mean, I don't. As a country, we don't have, you know, the supply for base materials like steels and you know, the things that you make stuff out of. Yeah. We don't have a lot of industry to export goods we're importing a lot of goods and so as the dollar weakens everything goes up and it's harder to get supplies it's harder to make stuff it's harder to buy stuff and we've got a strategy right now where there's a good possibility i mean it's not an it's not a zero percent possibility that the dollar become it is no longer the global fiat it's no longer the global currency and when that happens People, things are going to get super painful real fast. Sure. I mean, you see it all over the place. I mean, so and- not to be, I don't want to be that guy that's, you know, Debbie Downer. I'm just saying you got to look at all these external factors when we're looking at how do we play? How do we play? How do we, how does this county, how does this area perform? And I think there's some investment strategies that maybe not a lot of people know about. If you're not an entrepreneur, you probably don't. Uh, but there's a huge um, push right now to invest and make Indiana, the hub of innovation, make us the startup, the place where startups want to be, where there's dollars, where there's attention, there's infrastructure. And so as those dollars start to become available to our state, 
we want to put ourselves in the position to be able to ask for those dollars and make those investments locally. No, but we true. have to have a plan. We have to have a vision. We have to have somebody who's going to step up and ask for those dollars and, and be able to justify why we deserve those dollars versus Fort Wayne or Elkhart right. or, or some other surrounding neighborhood. I mean, and it, I don't want to knock those. I mean, we should all be trying to get the dollars. Sure. But we, be- but we benefit, live here. Yeah. But we live here. We benefit the most when we, we can bring those dollars here. Right. That goes right back to the mayor's race. I 100%. mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, get this stuff done because startups, you know, your young entrepreneurs, they want stuff to do. Not only want stuff to do, but they want to be able to run their businesses, right? And like something, it might even seem little, but like the 20 year fight to lower power lines so that bigger planes couldn't land in our airport so that FedEx could deliver here to Warsaw Mm -hmm. has stifled innovation. Uh, Something little like that. 100%. It seems like such a little thing, right? FedEx can't land here. FedEx has to land in Fort Wayne and then they have to drive it out here, Mm -hmm. right? 20 years they've been talking about these stupid power lines and this airport expansion. They can't get it done. But something little like that changes everything. Changes yeah. everything. We, we need to For have sure. somebody. The first thing is to understand what we want to be and how we are competitive. What makes us better? How do, we, how do we position ourselves to be competitive globally and amongst our, our peer groups in the surrounding counties? Mm-hmm. We need to have that vision. We need to have somebody craft that vision. Does the city have a mission statement? And Chris, I've got that vision. Do you, Jody? You could be the mayor. I could be the I will give that the to you. Voice the vision. <laughs> what were you saying? I, I was just saying, like, does the city have a mission statement? I'm sure. Like, I mean. They do not. They don't. This is a problem. This is a problem when you ask any of the any of the groups. You ask the Kedco group, ask the visitors bureau. It's like they're pushing the status quo and they're they're desperately grasping at what they think are the next things to do, but there, there's no coordinated effort. There's nothing to say, Hey, this is why, this is who we want to be. This is what we're pushing it out to, uh, the community, to the, you know, the nation. And this is why you come to Kosciuszko. We need that. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So we need somebody with a vision for the future, somebody that can pull these groups together and, take charge in getting them all together, crafting a mission statement and getting that airport thing taken care of and finish the developments. <laughs> you heard that, it here. Is that what we're talking about? The five things. Those, 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 five, those five are the five pillars. Some might call them pillars. Yes. Five pillars. So, some might call them. We'll, we'll wait and see. How we'll call that? them plaque pillars. That's what we're going to call them. <laughs> the, the plaque. Pillar. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see. How about that? In the meantime, let's talk about uh, putting something in the cannon next week. Okay. Um, any of you want to volunteer? I don't even know whose turn it is. It's a fresh start. Yeah, we're fresh going to start. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Go for it, Chris. All you're, right. You're up. Uh, the film we'll be watching, it'll be a, it's a film this time. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. Oh. We're going to be bl- mind-bending. We're going to be blowing people's minds. Everything, everywhere, all at once. If you have not seen it, have you guys have you seen, have you seen it? Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. You've, yeah, you've yeah. already seen it. Okay, yeah. well, let's talk about it then because I don't think I have to make a case on this one. This movie's, No, I'll probably a great rewatch movie. it. But yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I need to watch it a sec. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I, it 
that is a film that is deserving a third, second, third. There's a lot there. My goodness. You're I love fam- that they brought the uh, kid from the Goonies back. I was like, man, that yeah, guy looks familiar. Around. And he's winning awards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but I saw a poster that was... Uh, Short Round series. The Adventures of Short <laughs> Round. Like... Oh, that's awesome. And they've be- been talking about... Okay, so they've been trying to like reboot the Indiana Jones series for a long time. They tried the Shia LaBeouf thing back with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Short Round's just been on the bench. And I feel awful that I can't remember or pronounce his name, but... The beloved uh, short round character needs to have his own but series. But he's right there. Yeah, that would be that, that would be a great. That series. guy is gold right yeah. now. Like he can't. I mean, he gives. Oh man, he. Get, yeah, that's it. So everything, everywhere, all at once. The story of that of multiversal journey of a w- woman only to discover that the family she wants is the one that she has, or is it? We'll talk about it. It's been a good talk. We'll talk. We'll continue as the as the uh, as the year goes on. We'll continue to talk about things that are going on in this community. Maybe my mayoral campaign. I guess we'll find out. Uh, In the meantime, on behalf of all of us, he's Jody. He's Stefan. I'm Chris. We are the Freedom Cats.